1: Yes, indeed. Ding, ding. Time to uh, talk some boxing ahead of the heavyweight world title trilogy bout between uh, former WBC world heavyweight champ Deontay Wilder and the current world champion and undefeated gypsy king Tyson Fury. Joining us is a fellow who's been covering boxing for a long, long time. Um, he had his own uh, boxing show with the great uh, Johnny Lewis once upon a time. These days, he hosts a boxing podcast called This Is Rocked. This is rocked. Uh, I think he's probably, as I said, uh, during the week on a first-name basis with uh, the concierges of uh, a few hotels on the Vegas Strip. It's a very good afternoon to Mark Warren. How are you, Mark?
0: I'm well, thank you, Christopher. (laughs) I know that you're not real fond of me calling you Christopher, but I, I I was actually thinking when you were breaking down, when the body was breaking down and you're playing with the Western Reds, did they call you Cannons? Was that your nickname
1: over there, Cannons? MG used to call me Cannons. Yeah, I could put a shot on back uh, in the day, but the body's fallen apart these days. So I'm more of a. Yeah. Uh, a wa- uh, what, what about water pistol? The, what,
0: what about? What about the the nickname Umi? Umi leg, Umi ankle, Umi shoulder. Was Umi also a nickname?
1: Yeah, they called me Umi. I, I was a little bit, I was a bit injury prone. Uh, we're not talking about me. Uh, this is not about uh, okay, me. Um, okay. As I say, you've had some interesting times in yeah. Vegas yourself over the years, uh, covering boxing. Yeah. Um, when we last spoke during the week on Higher Ground, you were telling us that uh, you once borrowed $400 US off Bill Morty in Vegas. And and for maybe our younger listeners, Mark, who may not know much about yeah. Bill Morty, well, he was quite a legend of the boxing game, um, our most successful known fight promoter he staged i yep. think 24 world title fights um and he was looking after the likes of jeff fennec costia zoo jeff yep. harding and many more he was also very successful wasn't he a journal with the daily telegraph and publisher oh. of the big league magazine bill passed away oh, i think it was in the early 2000s i think i'm right in saying
2: yeah.
1: um yeah. and a good friend of the family um w- yeah what happened that why were you needing cash off bill in vegas I think,
0: I think notoriously, being a Saturday and a big race day, he also boasted walking home from every racetrack in New South Wales. Well, let's say Sydney metropolitan. So, um, he was an amazing man, Bill Morty. And without Bill Morty and Jeff Fennick, boxing was well and truly six foot under. Mate, yes, yeah, so I, I borrowed, after we last spoke, I was talking to a, a mannequin uh, who was a battery-operated comedian, and I was, I was conversing with him. I landed in Vegas. My cards wouldn't work, and... Bill was fairly stern. That how would you come to Vegas without any money? He gave me four hundred dollars. The fight between Costia Zoo and Jake the Snake Rodriguez took place at the MGM Garden, where tomorrow's trilogy fight between Wilder and Fury will happen. And I was covering, I was covering the, the game for a lot of radio stations all around Australia at the time. And so my focus was on the fight. My focus was also on getting a wager on Costia Zoo, There was a loud, mm. there was a loud Texan that was downplaying zoo's chances and offering four dollars about cost your zoo and i i had four hundred dollars and i i leaned over the back i said I, i'll have some of that and with that a man sitting next to me with two stunning i can say yeah two stunning blonde ladies mm. uh ladies mm. yeah thank mm. you helping me there mm. um and he he promptly ushered the lady to his side and sat with me he had the hair slicked back and the sunglasses on and uh, when the fight finished i i'd I also gone to the media room and supplied a, Two or three beers for this gentleman mm. um and he's telling me you know, be careful with that money and uh, you're in vegas and you know and you know a bit about the fight game and he, he was just well-spoken humble and i had no idea and we talk about brushes with fame and you and i have grown up around footballers and and so forth so it's but when you're talking rock stars you go wow as it, as i stand up as zoo uh wipes jake the snake from the canvas i stood up and i went wow streets of San Francisco, Michael, it's Michael, My, and, uh, yeah, Michael Douglas, I've been sitting with Michael, and he still owes me three beers, Chris.
1: Well, you should get them, back. you didn't know it was Michael Douglas, that's all right, I, mean- I had
0: no idea, I had no idea, I think he was a little incognito and had his own problems happening at that time, if you do your research in Google.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll take your point on that. <laughs> now, um, you, yeah, before we chat on this big fight, Vegas itself—it's um, a yeah. real attraction. You obviously love the joint. Uh, I, I'm in the studio yeah. here with Honey Badger too. He hasn't gone there yet. He's got, he's got a lot younger than me, but it, it oh, should I be on the bucket know. list, shouldn't it? Oh
0: yeah. His only question is where he's going to stay. I just think where the fight again. I keep coming back to ground. Zero, well, to the Mecca, the MGM Grand Casino, which has been, which has been. Uh, upgraded, if you like, to a certain extent, but um, it's sort of like the the Holy Grail, but Mandalay Bay is beautiful, and to go to the Bellagio and stand on the street with a, with a beer and watch the fountains on this massive water go up to the Sound of Sinatra, that doesn't cost a cent to see a show, to see a show in Vegas, uh, to see New York New York, with these roller coasters up and down the skyline of New York. I, I love it. Um, I've driven in there at night. Uh, well, actually, I wasn't driving. I was on a bus, and I, I could see vegas and i was going how long we've you know five Mm. ten minutes away and and the bus driver said two hours Mm. i said well it's just there and he said yeah two hours it's very hard to explain this place you can see from out of space as you know Mm, amazing Mm. place i love it i'd like to do thelma and louise without jumping off the at the the ending i'd like to drive through the desert through death valley that'd be (laughs) that'd be quite amazing
1: Right, uh, Vegas, righto. Well, I'm probably getting a bit too old now to, to head over there. but um... I'm,
0: I'm taking you there. I'm I'm taking you to mm. Vegas. You need to go to Vegas.
1: Do I return in one piece?
0: No problem at all. I, I'll find that mannequin that looks exactly like an uh, uh, one of the, the great comedians that he sits in the lobby bar and he has a scotch and a cigar mm. and he tells jokes and he he, he looks so human-like. and you, I was conversing with him, but he was battery-operated and I'll show you all of that stuff uh, in Las Vegas.
1: <laughs> All right, all right. I, I won't hold you to it. Now this fight, uh Tyson Fury, Deontay yeah. Wilder, it's got stories yeah. um a s- lot of storylines to it. Um Tyson Fury, he he's quite a character, isn't he? Uh well documented yeah. his own uh, health battles um over in recent years he's had highs and lows. Yeah.
2: Um
1: the build up, I- the build up there's been a, a fair bit of mud thrown each way. Um yeah. Yeah. I'll, just, I'll, I'll play what the, the weigh-ins this morning, Mark. Let's have a listen to that. Ah,
2: oh, okay. okay. It means total obliteration of a dossier. Total annihilation. That's what it means to me. £277. I'm going to put him in the Royal Infirmary after this fight. What kind of changes and improvements do you expect in Deontay now that he's got Malik Scott in his corner? Nothing. It's one shit house teaching another house how to fight both a pack of losers and the both ain't worth a sausage so he couldn't teach him anything man couldn't fight himself he was a shit house so when you got a shit house teaching another shit house how to fight you're in for a real pack of shit house cowards look at the state of him his heart's rattling now his balls have sunk up inside of him there's a man here that's going to annihilate your daughter me the gypsy king Tyson Fury's the name and- Fucking fighting the game. a man born from his mother's can beat the Gypsy King. Never mind a sausage like that there. Jeez. Oh, he didn't hold back. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. You see, Jack Gibson used to say that empty vessels make the most noise. Mm-hmm. But this bloke, is at six foot nine, and boxes like a lightweight and entertains and captures the crowd and... He's no empty vessel. He talks the talk and he walks the walk to set this up because it is correct weight, Chris. The Gypsy King weighed in at 277 pounds uh, a couple of hours ago uh, in Vegas. Uh, that's 125.9 kilograms if you're, not, an issue, if you're mm. not familiar with the old scale. The Bronze Bomber came in at 238 pounds, 118.18 kilos, 108.18 kilograms. Um, that weight was very much interesting to me because in the first fight the Gypsy King came in at 256, a little lighter. Mm. In the second fight he came in at 273. So he's almost to me, he's almost to me replicated mm. his preparation at least physically uh, to the second where he gave the Gypsy King, uh, the Gypsy King gave Deontay Wilder an absolute boxing lesson. Should I sort of take us down the journey of how he came to tomorrow?
1: Yeah, please do. I mean, he—he, he, uh, yeah, well-documented, his, his problems with me- mental health. But He's a lot bigger. For, he's, a, he's a wonderful boxer, isn't he? But this other guy, they, they say he's got, mm. he's got possibly the biggest punch in the history of, of boxing.
0: Yeah, I, I'd like to debate it. Mm. Uh, there's a guy mm. called Mike Tyson, and there's a bloke called Sonny Liston before that, and I'll miss one, uh, I'm sure, and someone will pick me up on mm. it. But, yeah, he's up there. And if you look at the CV, if you look at the CV, when prior to the draw and the one loss, he was 45 or 41 fights with 41 KO. Mm. Just putting them away. Um, but the Gypsy King went away, studied. He's an old school fighter, like a scene out of Snatch. Uh, he, he, he's a thorough gypsy and he came back, he he talked to the right people, he did change trainers, and he came back and gave a thorough, thorough boxing lesson. Um, If you remember, the first fight uh, ended in a controversial draw. I thought Fury still won by a point, shaded by a point, um, but I'll cop the draw. And then in the second, the rematch where I was able and fortunate to go across there uh, at the MGM Grand in 2020 in February, and the, the Gypsy King Tyson Fury put on a sensational display with two knockdowns and then the referee stopping it in the seventh round. Uh, the clash was set to go ahead on the 24th of June, but Fury tested positive to COVID. And then also taking into consideration here, Anthony Joshua uh, losing to the Ukrainian Oleksandr Usyk recently, a, a cruiserweight star that's now at heavyweight. That takes a bit of gloss off that mega fight that everybody is talking about. Uh, Great Britain versus the USA, but mm-hmm. it's between the ropes. But Fury wins this, Joshua comes back. That fight still could be on the Sports bet have got it this way. Uh, $1.30 head-to-head Tyson Fury. Uh, $4 by points of decision, $26 the draw. Uh, Deontay Wilder is $3.30, uh, $21 by points. Or if you are a Deontay Wilder fan and believe all the hype, He's $3.60 by way of KO. And there's some very big prices by picking the round as such.
1: If it goes the distance, um, there's only one winner, isn't there? It's Fury. Am I right in saying that? And, and Wilder's probably only chance is to, is to land, it, land one big punch.
0: He, he gets a shot off. And, you know, he, he did in the first. In mm. the last round, he did in the first fight. On, And I cannot believe to this day. A right-hand, left hook. Um, the lights were out, Chris. It was, it was absolutely devastating. And somehow, uh, Tyson Fury woke up and rose. And he needed more than a corner man. He needed more than an ambulance, I thought, for a horrible second. Mm-hmm. Um, so the story there, as you touched on, this character Tyson Fury, will go down that path, if you like. Um, he, he, said from the age of, he said from the age of 14, <coughs> pardon me, that he would beat Klitschko. He realized that dream. He realized that dream. He achieved his goal, and he was quoted in in an interview I watched recently. He said, I'd reached my Everest. I had nothing else to do, and he told his team, that's it, I'm done. And he wasn't talking about walking away from the sport. He was talking about walking away from life. He ballooned to 181 kilograms. That's 400 pounds. And when he came back to the ring after reading... 2017 it was, he was reading George Foreman's autobiography and he got on his knees and he prayed to God to help George Foreman when he had a very sick nephew at the time. And Tyson Fury did the same. He said he got to his feet and he felt 200-pound lighter. And he, was, and he was, I don't know if it's a premonition, he said, I knew that moment that training was my medicine. I can't be out of the gym for a week. I'm totally depressed and I don't want to live anymore. And that's how serious it is. He gave so much of his purse for various causes to, for mental health. is unbelievable. On the Gypsy King, many of your listeners may not know, but the Gypsy King, uh, Chris, you live there. I'm sure you've come across a couple of Gypsies in your time. Quite a few. Um, quite a few. Well, it goes to the, the Gypsy King. You can only be called the Gypsy King if you are the best fighting man among the people. That's the only way you can be called the Gypsy King. And, they, and, and he had Gypsy Kings on his mother's side his father's side right through the family tree and they would fight in mine shafts and quarries and basements, streets and old pubs but his ancestors, well they they never fought in Vegas and tomorrow at the MGM Grand wow, buckle up you've you got to buy this fight on Fox Main Event or KO, it'll mm. be a blockbuster event
1: mm. All right. oh
0: by the way, mm. by the way by the way, I, I see a headline here um, Fury surprise defense of unstable Wilder. He he says that he's got mental health problems. Mm. So I I mean, obviously the king is well versed, but uh, because he he was referring to Wilder who after his loss blamed his costume.
2: A thousand excuses.
0: Oh yeah, his coach. He blamed the referee. He claimed Fury cheated. He blamed the trainer. He blamed his water. He blamed everyone but he didn't blame the man that was looking back in the mirror.
1: Mm. All right. Well, that fight is on main event. What time is that due to, to start tomorrow, main event?
0: I think I've got a note here from Ben Damon. It's uh, Wilder Fury 3 live on main event, available now on Foxtel and KO Sunday, tomorrow, October, from 12 p.m. Australian Daylight 12. Saving Time. Would that be right? Yeah, 12 p.m. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's worth every cent. When you see the Gypsy King, I, I, I want to know, I want to know what song he's coming out to this time. Last time was Patsy Cline and Crazy. Mm. Just amazing. Yeah, Just well, amazing. Don't, start,
1: don't start singing, please, on, the, on, the, on this program. Now, uh, still with boxing, we say goodbye. <laughs> we say, we say uh, eventual goodbye to Pac-Man.
0: Yeah, we do. What a career. I've never met Manny, although I've spent a lot of time with one of his trainers, Justin Fortune from Fortune Gymnasium on Melrose in LA. Uh, I've spent time... Uh, with Freddie Roach, superstar uh, trainer. And for me to call another trainer a superstar, you know it means a lot because there can only be one master, and that's Johnny Lewis. And uh, Freddie looks up to Johnny, actually. That's the wild card gymnasium. Think about this 42 years young, 12 world titles, eight, eight different divisions. That is incredible. 62 fights, just eight losses. He fought them all, two draws, 39 by way of KO eight divisions. That will never happen again, Chris. Um, he officially hangs up the gloves, uh, considered one of the best to have ever laced a glove. He announced his, um, he announced his retirement on Wednesday just over a week ago, announcing his bid for mm. the presidency of the Philippines. Mm. And uh, he tweeted to the greatest fans and the greatest sport in the world, thank you. Thank you for all the wonderful memories. This is the hardest decision I've ever made but I'm at peace with it. Chase your dreams, work hard, and watch what happens. Goodbye, me. And then he's now dedicated himself to run for president and pledged to campaign to fight poverty and corruption. Mate, and a remarkable man. He also loves basketball, but I think he's a little bit challenged. He's a little bit challenged out there on the court,
1: mm, vertically yeah, speaking. Vertically speaking. What's next for Tim Zoo? Uh, off to the Goldie. That's all... Still going to happen, or is there any uncertainty over over the venue?
0: Yeah, well, there's a bubble, isn't there? So I don't know what this woman in Queensland is going to do. But I, again, heard an interview earlier today on SEN suggesting that there were already um, plans via George George Rose, gorgeous George, uh, the CEO at No Limits, and Matt Rose, who have taken boxing uh, to another level in Australia. Congratulations to the boys. Uh, He wanted a tough fight. He gets it and when he takes on Japan's Takoshi Inui uh, on the Gold Coast, on or in a way, I Inoue, should yeah. say, on November 17th. Um, young Tim, I've known since he's a toddler, walking around the gym, across his gym, since about two years of age. Just amazing to see him progress. I didn't think he was going to go down this path, and is he what? He's got the chance, after this fight, to be mandated by the wbo to fight a superstar brian castano for the super welder weight title early next year and just to show you how well he is performing right now the big dog is the man called jamel charlo at number one this is ring magazine pound for pounders in the junior middle or super super welder and sitting there at number seven is australia's tim zoo and they're the list that matter don't worry about the belts you follow the ring ratings mm. so he's in the mix and he's got a shot at a belt, but first he has to get past to catch it in a And in a way, as a walk-up fighter, tough, he's got knockout power. And that could be his undoing, because he's going to come forward. He's going to come forward. He only knows how to come forward. And Tim's gone to another level, he, an absolute other another level since beating Dennis Hogan. I think you'll find that Hogan also uh, has a form line there with in a way and Tim I just think catches the Japanese fighter coming in and could be potentially although on paper his hardest fight to date perhaps an easy an easy day for Tim uh hopefully on the gold coast
1: Another unbeaten Aussie Brock Jarvis what's the latest there I see he's got a new promoter and uh, he's in the states now with uh, Jeffrey Fennick.
0: Yeah yeah absolutely Brocky boy I'm just going through my notes here you've, you've skipped my order there but we're moving at Paige brocky jarvis yeah so they're over there in the states now um brock and his beautiful girlfriend kayla is over there but she's she's out there trailblazing in la and uh working on record deals while brock's hitting the bags in vegas and starring all the stars he's over there with his trainer and future father-in-law jeffrey Fennick. three titles in three different divisions i say four and Eddie Hearns, Matchroom Boxing, picks up the ticket. And uh, that is just massive. Eddie Hearns, Matchroom, to pick up Brock Jarvis. I got mm. no doubt in no small part to the influence of Jeffrey Fenwick.
1: Speaking of Ed, Eddie Hearns, ferocious George Cambosis, what's the latest there?
0: Well, I, I spoke to Billy Dibb, the former two-time featherweight and super featherweight champion, about who they were, you know, they were once fierce rivals, Um, fair to say no love loss. And he just says now he gets the chance with his speed and work ethic, um, with his non-stop in-the-gym attitude and his confidence, uh, with a full 12 rounds of concentration. Dib says that Cambosis junior is a real chance to tip the, the boxing world on its head. But he was quoted as saying, Mark, it won't be easy. He's in against the bloke to sum him up easily, called Teofimo Lopez. And Teofimo Lopez's last victory was over Vasily Lomachenko, who was considered unbeatable. Uh, former Olympian superstar, just 16 pro fights with 12 knockouts. And already, I think you'll find he's rated at six or seven pound for pound, all divisions, all divisions. Um, so it's a huge fight. He was The fight was pulled off, Chris, six times by Triller. And I think you'll find only... Last week, George was celebrating the birth of a new child. Mm. George has been back and from, back and to and from, to and from, trying to get ready for a fight with Pound for Pound, one of the best on the planet. And now Triller, the IBS, stepped in and said, no, nah, enough's enough. And the next highest purse bid was Eddie Hearn and match room boxing, and they'll pull this fight off. It's going to be potentially the biggest payday for Tefimo Lopez as well, obviously, for George Cambosis Jr., His confidence, his speed, and his work ethic, as Billy Dibbs said, concentrate for 12 rounds. Hey, it's his dream, and he Mm -hmm. won't hear of anything but victory.
1: All right, mate. Well, that's a fair summation of, of all that's going on. Uh, we better get going. A few, few more things to get through here. But uh, appreciate mm. you jumping on the line. Enjoy the fight tomorrow, and people can probably follow your Twitter account. You might be scoring uh, that blow for blow there uh, on main event, that big fight tomorrow bef- between uh, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. Uh, Mark Warren from uh, Rocked Podcast. Oh, don't, don't.
2: Mm? This is Rocked.
0: Ha, huh, ha. Huh. And a big, a big shout-out to my, my friends there at Sydney City Toyota and Lexus, JJ Rocker, who very, very much uh, is uh, uh, my side saddle with Unequaled Boxing IQ that does the podcast, and we're putting one out next week. And, um, yeah, thanks for having me on the show, Christopher. I hope the, the listeners
1: enjoyed. Thanks, mate. Thanks for joining us. There is Mark Warren from Rocked uh, Podcast.
2: Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um... Occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex Composite Decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.
0: For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace
1: of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.